Good day ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Investec pre-close trading update. All participants will be in listen-only mode. There will be an opportunity to ask questions later during the conference. If you should need assistance during the call, please signal an operator by pressing star then zero. Please note that this call is being recorded. I would now like to turn the conference over to Fanny Titi, Chief Executive of the Investec Group. Please go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning and welcome. Thank you all for taking the time to join us on this call to discuss our pre-close trading update, which covers the continuing operations for the 11 months ended 28 February 2021 and guidance for our full year results. Please note that our full year results for the 12 months ending 31st of March will be announced on the 21st of May. We'll take a few minutes to talk through the key highlights from our trading update and we'll then take some questions. First, a few general comments on the operating environment and our overall performance. Despite further lockdowns globally during the period under review, the actions taken by governments and central banks have continued to support economies and financial markets. We are encouraged by the momentum we are seeing across our business, the continued recovery of markets and the positive developments related to COVID-19 vaccines. We expect the group's operating results for the year ending 31 March 2021 to be in line with the guidance released in our interim results in November uh, 2020. Adjusted earnings per share from continuing operations is expected to be 20 to 29 percent behind the prior year. A table containing full details of our earnings guidance for financial year 21 can be found on page two of today's trading statement. Year on year, our performance has been negatively impacted by lower interest rates, elevated costs related to the hedging of our UK structured products book as guided in November, reduced client activity over the period and circa 14% depreciation of the average rent against pound sterling. This was offset by lower expected credit losses and continued cost containment. Our expected performance also demonstrates the strength of our underlying client franchises the continued execution of our strategic objectives and the resilience of our people in what has been an unprecedented year. In terms of the momentum I mentioned, second half adjusted operating profit and earnings are expected to be ahead of comparable numbers reported in the first half of the financial year, reflecting an improving trend, particularly in the last quarter. Now I move on to financial performance in more detail. In terms of the underlying performance, over the 11 months to 28 Feb, third-party funds under management increased by 26.7% to £57 billion sterling, with net inflows of just under £1 billion. Co-loans increased 5.5% to £26.3 billion, while deposits were up 5.9% to 34.1 billion. Turning to operating income, the expected revenue decline in FY21 
reflects an environment still marked by the crisis that prevailed throughout the financial year. Risk management and risk reduction costs related to the hedging of the UK Structured Product Book are expected to be in line with the guidance provided at our September interim results. In the second half, relative to the first half, revenue benefited from improved client activity and liability repricing. Operating costs for the full year are expected to be lower than last year by mid-single digits, and these costs include costs associated with the implementation of strategic initiatives taken during the period under review. On asset quality, the group expects to report a lower credit impairment charge in the second half compared to the first half, resulting in a full-year focus credit loss ratio of between 37 and 44 basis points. Capital, leverage, and liquidity ratios remain sound and ahead of internal board-approved minimum targets and regulatory requirements. The group's cash and near cash on the 28th um, of February was uh, at 13.9 billion pounds, representing approximately 41% of customer deposit. Turning to the geographic performance uh, of the business in Southern Africa, adjusted operating profit from continuing operations is expected to be 16 to 24% behind in pound sterling. Financial year 2020, that number was 286 million sterling. And in rent terms, uh, adjusted operating profit from continuing operations is expected to be 4 to 12% behind. That number in rent was 5.3 billion um, last year. In the UK, another adjusted operating profit from continuing operations is expected to be 15 to 26% behind the prior year, number of 133.5 million pounds. Finally, on the dividend, Investec paid an interim dividend of 5.5p at the half year, and a final dividend will be considered as part of the normal board process leading up to the full year results on the 21st of May uh, 2021. In summary, the group's operating results for the year ending 31st March 21 are expected to be in line with guidance, including the hedging costs related to our UK Structured Products book. Our underlying performance demonstrates the strength and resilience of our client franchises. We anticipate lower expected credit losses year-on-year year and costs remain well-contained. While the general outlook is improving, the long-term impact of the pandemic is uncertain. Investec remains well-capitalized, highly liquid, and well-provisioned for impairments. With the simplification of the group now substantially complete, we are positioned to pursue long-term growth. Thank you for joining the call. I would now like to open the line for questions. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, if anyone would like to ask a question, you are welcome to raise star and then one on your touchscreen phone or on the keypad on your screen. If you wish to withdraw the question, you may press star and then two to remove yourself from the question queue. If anyone would like to ask a question, please press star and then one.
We will pause a moment for the queue to build. Ladies and gentlemen, if anyone would like to ask a question, you are welcome to press star and then one. We have a question from John Story of JP Morgan. Um, good morning, Fani. Thanks very much for the, the detail um, in your morning, John. there. Um, I wonder if you could a little bit more color just around the, the cost performance of the UK Specialist Bank. If there's anything more that you could provide than, than what was provided in the, um, in the release this morning, would be useful. Thanks very much. John, hi, it's Michelin. Um, I think uh, what, what is quite relevant from a UK specialist bank perspective uh, is the fact that we have obviously been through a period of implementing some of the strategic actions. So in, in this period, um, some of the costs associated with implementation are going to be carried in the cost base. So the benefits are, are really going to be uh, reflected into our 2022 uh, financial year. Now, having said that, notwithstanding uh, the, those particular costs, uh, we've indicated that uh, overall um, our, our cost base will be down in uh, sort of mid-single digits, and that's represented across both the South African and uh, the UK platform. I mean, obviously, when we announce our results, okay, thanks very much, today, we will go into more detail. Um, and disclose what uh, the associated costs to the restructure are and how they impacted uh, the number that we're talking about. Excellent. Thanks very much, Fani. Thanks, John. Our next question is from David Telford of Avio Capital Markets. Good day. Thanks for the presentation today. Just a question around those spending losses in the UK. I just want to know, can you know, chat more about outlook for those and, you know, if maybe improving UK equity markets would, would help that, uh, you know, unwind slightly quicker than, you know, previously the other two. Yeah, thanks, David. Um, you're right that uh, improving equity markets are positive uh, for, for this business. Uh, just to remind uh, you, we have the costs of ongoing day-to-day um, uh, -day hedging, and we have costs related to um, taking off risk uh, from the table, uh, specifically selling portions of the book. Uh, so the, the costs of managing the book on a day-to-day -day basis in terms of hedging, those costs are obviously moderating uh, as markets uh, improve, but we specifically uh, are continuing to sell portions of the book. So the cost reduction element of the total costs would obviously uh, still be there, and uh, therefore the overall costs are in line with guidance. So whenever there is an opportunity to, uh, to reduce um, uh, the book, uh, uh, we will do so. Thank you. Our next question is from Chris Stewart of 91. Morning, uh, gentlemen, and thanks uh, very much for your time this morning. Just a quick question from my side, probably one from Nish. Can you just comment on the fairly dramatic uh, uptick in the tax rate in the second half? What's driving that and, and, and what the 
the implications of forward looking tax rates across the group. Yeah. So, um, hi, Chris, and, and thanks for the question. Uh, it's again uh, pretty much associated with uh, our actions in Australia, where we did have some deferred tax assets uh, that we've rev uh, revised our outlook on, uh, which has caused a pickup in the effective tax rate. Would that imply that the effective tax rate you're showing for the full year is the sort of effective tax rate you would expect as a sustainable rate going forward, or the fairly elevated second-half tax charge is more indicative of the, of the ongoing run rate? No, I would say that um, the, the, the elevation in this period was caused uh, much more by a once-off uh, event. Uh, you know, obviously noting that uh, you do have corporate tax rates going up in 23 in uh, in UK, um, as was announced, and uh, in South Africa you have a slight decrease uh, by 1% also coming into effect in 23. So those will, will blend in uh, to the forward-look tax rate. Okay, so we shouldn't necessarily use the 2021 full year or H2 tax rate as at, you know, at, at relatively elevated levels is necessarily the uh, free tax dispensation change in the two geographies uh, rates. Yeah, yeah. I think previously we, we guided to a, a, a sort of a normalized tax rate of uh, about 19 to 20%. Thanks, Chris. The next question is from James Stark of SPG Securities. Hi, good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, if you could just give us some color around the asset quality trends you're seeing in your real estate exposures, uh, in particular on the commercial property side and then also on the mortgage book within the private bank. Thank you. Sure. Um, I think overall I would say that the asset quality trends have been relatively pleasing. Um, I think uh, particularly when you look at uh, some of the relief le levels being provided, uh, and those are at relatively low levels in both the South African uh, and the UK book. Um, overall, um, uh, uh, loan-to-value levels and uh, collateral positions have also remained uh, relatively uh, strong over the period, and repayment rates, um, you know, we have seen maybe one or two migrations into stage two or stage three, but nothing symptomatic uh, from an asset quality uh, perspective. Um, if I look at our private, uh, our mortgage lending book, I think uh, over history we've uh, tended to have a fairly low uh, loss rate. And in particular, uh, the book in the UK, I think over, over history has been uh, around about four to five basis points. Um, and uh, we haven't seen any uh, change to those uh, long-term trends. Thank you. Our next question is from Michael Christie of Anchor Capital. Um, good morning, Fani and Michelin. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, loud and clear. Please go ahead. Thanks for the opportunity, guys. It's just a couple from me. Um, I just wanted to clarify the um, the way you guys are seeing these losses relating to that structured lending book in the in the UK. Um, my previous recollection was you were looking at a similar loss in the second half, which was about a hundred million pounds, and then potentially slightly smaller, but not much in the next year. Finally, your your comments would suggest that maybe that's looking less 
um, less sizable than it, it used to. So if you could just be a, a little bit clearer on A, is my recollection correct, and B, how are you seeing it now? Uh, next question is, have you made any progress in these more supportive markets in the second half and getting rid of any of that private equity um, non-core uh, assets that you had? And then the last question, just the, the big outflows in discretionary AUM in South Africa versus inflows in non-discretionary. Um, that was quite interesting. No, no, it's actually the opposite. Eh? It's oh, the opposite. sorry. Could you, um, sorry, the, uh, could you just chat uh, in a bit about that? Okay, let me take uh, the first question just to give you clarity. Um, we had uh, guided to uh, approximately 106 million uh, pounds of uh, losses relating to the hedging of that book for the full year, uh, being uh, 53 in the first half and a similar number in the second half. We had also said that we uh, would expect a similar number for the full year, um, March uh, 2022. Um, so that, that was the, the guidance we gave. Um, and what we are saying now is while we have uh, benefited from improving markets on the ongoing costs of, of management uh, of the book, uh, we have had the opportunity to take off uh, risk uh, as we go forward. So um, while the overall guidance uh, for the financial year 21 is the same, the proportion of where that money has been spent is different. Um, lower um, ongoing um, management costs versus uh, slightly higher uh, risk reduction costs. Uh, clearly, uh, as markets improve, uh, our position in that book should improve, but I don't want to uh, speculate at this stage. Um, we will give you more color of our expectations when we report our results. But your general understanding of how the book uh, should behave uh, is, is uh, uh, broadly in line. The second question related to flows. Nish, do you want to deal with flows? Yeah, I think, um, Michael, again, it's very important to note that we actually saw uh, very strong uh, uh, flows into our discretionary portfolios in, in both South Africa and, um, and, and the UK. I think in South Africa, just under 7 billion uh, rand of flows into the discretionary portfolio. Now, the non-discretionary is, you know, it, it, it is effectively direct, directly managed by clients um, as they uh, uh, effectively react. Uh, to uh, various aspects, uh, we, we we're not concerned about uh, the level of change uh, that was seen on that, and are, are holistically focused on the discretionary element. And then your question around uh, progress on uh, the investment portfolio. Um, I would say that uh, over the period, uh, you know, again, uh, we have seen improving uh, uh, sort of trends of late. Uh, in this uh, sort of last quarter uh, of this financial year. Our intention is not to offload any of these assets. Our intention is to uh, work, through the, work through the portfolio with an intention to uh, effectively realize value because these are and remain high-quality uh, asset portfolios. We have had 
some success in terms of realizations, and we'll report those uh, those levels in the in the results, and also remain quite encouraged with uh, where markets are headed to. Great, thanks very much, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, just a final reminder: if anyone would like to ask a question, you are welcome to press star and then one. We will pause a moment to see if we have any further questions. We have a question from Neil Young of Coronation. Hi, thanks very much for the update. Um, just a definitional question. Hi, hi guys. Uh, for Nishlin, just just to confirm, um, the adjusted operating profit is here down 16 to 24. That would exclude the 25% holding in 91. Is that correct in both periods? Uh, no, Neil. Um, I think it excludes the full results of asset management in the prior year. Uh, we would have equity accounted a piece of 91 from the 16th of March uh, to the end of last year. I think that number was about 1.4 million pounds last year. Uh, and this period will include uh, equity accounted income of uh, 91 on the 25%. For the full year. The range uh, for the full for the full year, correct. And that in, that that is included in both the adjusted operating profit number as well as the um, adjusted earnings per share from continuing operations number. Yep, that's that's that correct. correct. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Understood. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, just another final reminder. If anyone else would like to ask a question, you are welcome to raise star and then one. We will pause a moment to see if we have any further questions. It seems we have no further questions on the line, sir. Would you like to make any closing comments? Again, just to uh, thank uh, everyone for uh, their interest in the business and for attending this uh, briefing. As usual, if there are follow-up questions, um, uh, please contact our, our team and um, uh, we will uh, deal with the questions raised. Uh, equally, if you want to talk to any of our uh, other executives um, on any part of the business, please let us know and we can facilitate that. Thank you again and um, good day to you. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes today's conference. Thank you for joining us. You may now disconnect your lines.